Welcome to Nirvana Lifestyle Network, Living by Design. This is Empress Q, and it is a pleasure to always come before you, sharing with you my thought-provoking and inspirational and introspective teachings designed to help you learn how to live a better life. Today is Sunday, the 12th of June, and this is episode three of my Living by Design series and part two of the double-sidedness of man. I'm so excited today because I have so much great, thought-provoking, deep, introspective learning that we all need in our lives. So let's begin. Over the last past uh, two weeks, I decided that uh, I wanted to really bring this lesson today, just really land this plane, bring it home, where we all can understand where we get lost and confused in designing the life that we dream about. We desire, we want. So I had a discussion about the examination of mankind's divine choice these past several weeks that we were given when we became human beings. We receive divine choice. We have choices on how we want to live our life. The choice of duality, the choice of differences, the choice of contrast, as well as the choice of division. These examinations that we are experiencing as well as experimenting with all occur within the hollowness of our mind. But it's important as you begin to take some time to examine your life, your beliefs and expectations that you self-reflect on the choices and options that became available to you at that time. Did you choose the right choice or choices of being different, decisive, or distinct relative to your character or personality? Having this level of freedom, independence, and authority over your life help you to experiment with what was needed to learn about yourself. These were the heavenly gifts of supreme sovereignty we were given to help us choose 
what is the best result, the best choice or experience we are to have based on our beliefs, our life path, and our personal expectations. But are we sovereign self-managers over our life? Do we always make the right decisions, trade or exchange the right experiments or experiences with others as we seek to gain benefit and increase on our wants before our needs? And then I concluded last week discussions with looking at the various levels of our own inner duality, our dichotomy, our divisions that we created between heaven and ourselves, the universe and ourselves, God and ourselves. What does the duality of our life look like? What have we hid behind the stars of our eyes? What does our avatar or altered ego look like? What separations, partings, divorces, divisions are we standing amongst? our experiences within our lives. Leaving behind defilement to the mind, body, and soul. You see, our separation and division within life prohibits our access to God's unconstrained and unrestricting resources and love. That's a lot. These hindrances make it difficult for us to change and find our noble paths towards a great potential in human life. So, as I continue to continue this discussion regarding the double-sidedness of ourselves, let's go even deeper into the self to see the contrast and divisions with experimented, we experimented with and brought the experiences of our inner struggles with it and darkness with it. We sometimes find ourselves in. Let's look through the lens of our binary systems created by the World Wide Web. I call Earth. We all have in our character some positive and negative aspects of our being. These qualities are here to teach us many things about ourselves. Our thoughts and actions and how we are to become free of all inferior influences from the external world. 
and how we are to learn how to respond to external negative influences. How to respond to these negative influences that come into our lives and approach us through people, places, and things in order to avoid harm, damage, and maintain an overall well-being for our life. The finer inward qualities of who we are are to be embodied and embedded within us as modesty, acceptance, adaptability, compassion, restraint, innocence, perseverance, tolerance, and devotion as part of our truth. We are to also have patience and openness and detachment as well as independence within that truth. But man struggles with his lower inner states of life where he is unable to move up and down in a progressive way. We shift within our emotions of perceived fears. And I say perceived fears because it all starts in the mind. Our anger resulting from the fears that we are perceiving, that we're creating in the atmosphere of our exchanges and interactions with others. Our arrogance that we bring in those exchanges and interactions with others. That aggressiveness, that stress and anxieties resulting from the anger, the fear, the arrogance, and the aggressiveness with others. Those harsh tones, that harshness, that harsh and hardened heart that we sometimes hold onto, as well as our desired self-indulgences of pleasures. You see, this is what the search in the valley is all about. It is about finding the value and qualities of ourselves within the valley experience or walk. I am always talking about the need to do something to sometimes uh, having to go deeper within the valley to search for the soul we have lost within the world. When we enter the valley of search, we move from the place or condition of complacency 
and self-satisfaction to a state of search for the thirst of our own inner truth. We enter valleys because we are separated from our inner divine self. That's why we go into the valley of the shadow of death and hoping that we can fear no evil. We follow the external lower self versus our eternal higher self. We battle with, do I remain in what I can see, touch, and feel, or do I return to what I know is true, eternal, and everlasting? That which is divine. Do I remain? Or do I return? We must learn to read the book of our own self, our own life, to better understand the inner struggle or contrast of the self. What is the script that you have been writing about regarding you subliminally? not even aware of what you're saying and doing to yourself. The progress of inner reflection or consideration enables us to work on the knowledge we acquire or the experiences we have been through to achieve a different level of understanding about our life. The development of our inner wisdom or intuition. Hmm. Gaining wisdom or insight from our own observations and experiences and awakening to our own truth and principles that are necessary to govern and guide who we are. Who we are becoming. Who we are to be. In the search of our own soul, within the darkness, we are to still ourselves. We are not to act prematurely but to be still and resist the compulsions of the ego's influences. According to this Buddha uh, quote that I read, it said, we are burning from 11 kinds of physical pain and mental agony. They are lust hatred, illusion, sickness, decay, death, worry, lamentation, pain of the physical and mental self, unhappiness, and grief. That's a lot. 
But people can burn their entire life with these fires of mental discord. But the wise man makes his own heaven, while the foolish man creates his own hell. It is the contrast, the binary, the juxtapositions that causes man's inner struggles. The worlds we create external to our inner being leave behind reflections and appearances of those miseries resulting from the external cause we created. We sometimes find ourselves trapped within those external worlds that we have created, unaware of what they are and what state of life condition it puts us in. We sometimes find ourselves trapped within the world of hell. This state of life condition is so overwhelming that our suffering of desperation and resentment arises and are out of and and are controlled by our destructive impulses experiencing a war of hell within our own selves then there's the world of hunger this state of life condition in which we are unfulfilled, our spirit is empty or hungers. The world of hunger is a condition in which our mind and body burn with constant, intense craving for desires. We are unable to use desires creatively. We become slaves to them and suffer as a result. Then there's the world of animals or animality, which is characterized by motivation based on immediate gain or loss rather than on reason or logic. When in this state of being, one acts based on instinct or impulse, unable to distinguish between right and wrong, good and evil. People lack reason and conscience, seeing life as a struggle for survival in which they are willing to harm others to protect 
themselves. Our animalistic state, always hunting on the prey. Then there's the world of anger, which is a strong tendency to compare themselves with and a preoccupation with surpassing other people. It's that drive, that determination. When we see ourselves as superior to others, these individuals become consumed with arrogance and contempt. If, on the other hand, they encounter a person who sees clearly their superior, they become submissive and given over to in flattery. They are controlled by the fundamental human delusions of greed and anger and foolishness and has a strong sense of perversity, to submit to others without revealing their one true intent. So what are we to do? Where are we to begin over again? How do we begin to change the condition of our life and experience the joy and genuine happiness of having our desires fulfilled again. When do we allow ourselves to be still and enter the valley of searching to observe the devotion of our inner mind again. When will we stop living in fear, limitation, and lack, identifying self as a small human self? We have an identity of who we are in our ego structure that is so familiar that we resist changing that identity even when it causes us pain and suffering. Listen, there is no devil running around chasing you with a pitchfork, okay? <laughs> no, 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 no. Coercing us to do evil. This is air thinking. When our ego separates from our divine source, from our divine I am, from our divine mind, our light, that's our choice. We have choice. And we begin to imprison ourselves with our own self-thinking. It keeps us in a place of darkness false illusions and a and deep within the valley of death within the valley of separation and contrast 
It is through the embracement of change where we find ourselves free, liberated, and where we make space, space, for our new potentials to become the new foundation for our life. We can't expect to have something new coming in and we haven't gotten rid of the contamination and the worms and the bugs in the soil that we dug the hole to plant something new. New possibilities and potentials cannot become new there. We must let go, liberate, free ourselves to become the new foundation for our life. We close our conflictive, contrasting gaps of separation by changing our beliefs. What do you believe is true for you, is right for you? It is really just that simple. But as human beings, we always think life is complex, difficult to understand, or it's a maze. We give our lives the twists and turns when we separate from the divine path, the noble path, and the preferred will from Yahweh God. The old, difficult way is to think that you must remember to keep yourself from being hurt. I don't want to be hurt. I better let me let me just lock this in my mind so when it show up again, then I can guard myself from the pain. We'd be so consumed with trying to guard ourselves that the pain slipped right in through another door, another crack, another window, and we experience that feeling of fear and anxiety and sickness over and over again. Again again. Every time you regurgitate old memories from your past, those defenses continually separate and divide you from your truth, causing you lack and limitations as they continue onward like they normally do. We become comfortable with that more than becoming comfortable in the future self of who we are to be. But when you change your belief, you change your thinking in all its directions. When you change a belief, you heal yourself. You heal your past. And you heal your future. When you connect to source, you create 
from your sacred inner self where you have power and authority to operate from a place of love. Reconnecting you to your sacred self where your inner struggles become final and where it has its end. So remember that double-sidedness captures the ways in which we split, fragment, and divide, divide, divide our own identity. The doubleness of believing things about ourselves that are not true. The doubleness of our personal lives and our professional lives. The doubleness of living a socially constructed life but wanting to live an authentic one too. A life built from within and not imposed from the life that's built without. We begin to choose the sense of our value when our binary of the good self and its evil one begin to collapse in its own identity and is shattered in a variety of fragmented parts that fall all at the same time. But a flourishing life is one that a person has enriched and is coherent. A consistent set of moral values, such as courage and wisdom and honesty, that is aligned with its desires and actions. We would say that such a person has integrity and has an excellent character. This person does not have a double self and does not put different masks on throughout the day to hide their pain. But they are a single, whole self. Isn't that a most grand final image you want to see in your future self? The new you, the one you haven't met yet, the one that you are going to be. But right now you are working in the becoming stage of life, only to be 
to be, to stay, to still, to calm. Not allowing any other influences from the past or any beliefs or thoughts that will weaken us. Our spirit, our abilities, our thinking, our actions, our reactions cannot impose upon who we are, who we are becoming, and who we be. That new you, that future you, get to know that person. If you're serious, they're on their way. Think about it. What questions will you ask your new you? How will you design your new life with your new you? How will it be different? It's like rearranging furniture in the house. I'm going to get rid of this chair. I've had it for 35 years. <laughs> and I'm going to buy a different chair, something that I wouldn't ordinarily get. And it's going to be fresh and new, and it's going to bring new vibe, new energy, new color, new presence. And the newness of me will sit within the newness of it. And imagine that I have now become singular in my presence. And I am not divided, separated, fragmented, split, or confused. I have found my sense of cause, of being, and of meaning. This is Empress Q. I am Nirvana Lifestyle Network, Living by Design. And I'm here to teach others how to heal themselves by living how to design their life. I will see you next Sunday and I hope that your focus is clear and straight as you learn to design the lifestyle that you want to live. Please visit my website at https colon backslash backslash nirvana lifestyle dot network please become a friend a member and follow me sign up on my website look through it get to know me and sign up for my upcoming newsletters I look forward to seeing you next Sunday. I hope you have a most singleness and whole self day and week and forever.
This is Empress Q saying, be shalom.